A solitary soldier conducts his patrol on Mars. He is the last one remaining to guard this place, this home. When and where the invaders are coming is of little consequence. The more persistent thought is that ammunition is running low. Before long, he will be left with just his fists. He looks left, then right, then behind. Flash! In an instant, the world melts away, and he finds himself dressed as a frog. He sees water nearby, and, unable to walk, endeavors to hop. Flash! Again, reality morphs, and now he is trapped in an ancient tomb. A puzzle promises something, but is it escape or a welcome release? He climbs onto a platform and looks down. Flash! He is back on Mars. What happened, he wonders. Waffling tailors happened. And welcome to another episode of Waffling Tailors. This is Waffling Tailors Goes to the Movies. That's right. This is the the show where we take a video game movie, talk about it, and tell you if the the uh, cinema stubs was worth the price of entry. Little little uh, hint tip: it never is. Maybe apart from one, maybe two, but you never know. Anyway, might as well get to the introductions, considering we're both here, as far as I know. Unless that's someone else I'm looking at on the screen. Anyway, so my name is Squidge, and I am still chasing after those damn monkeys who took my Dreamcast VMUs. I can't find them anywhere. No tracker labels, no nothing. I'll get them. Anyway, so my name is Squidge. Greetings. How's it going? Howdy, lovelies. And with me is my uh, broadcast partner, the guy with the glasses. That doesn't help. You can't see him. It is Jay. Make some noise, my man. Quite apt, considering what we're covering today. Yes, yes. Either that Um, or you were just drowning, one of the two. eh, ¿Por qué no los dos? That's Spanish for why not both. Okay. Anyway, yeah, why can't it be both? Why can't it be me making a silly noise and me drowning? I mean... Considering what we're covering today, I mean, and the the messages I was getting while you were watching it, I'd love to have been there just to hear the sounds and the facial expressions you were pulling while watching this. So inside of baseball, um, uh, we, I mean, you've seen from the episode title, right? We're going to be talking about the Uverball classic, extremely high rated House of the Dead from 2003. Um, and in order to make sure that my the movie was fresh in my mind, I actually watched this film last night as we recorded. Not last night as you're listening, because time travel and that. Uh, but last night as uh, as we record. Um, and yeah, I I was sitting here, right, 
it's after midnight. Yeah. Now, mm. again, personal insider baseball, I share a house with a bunch of people, i.e. my family. Um, and I had to practically sit with my thumb on the volume down or volume up button the entire way through this movie. So I'm already complaining about it, right? The dynamic range compression in this movie is non-existent. So quick primer for people who don't know what that is. That's where you take the loudest noise and the quietest noise and bring them together by deamplifying the loudest noise and amplifying the quietest noise. So you get like a con almost near constant level An of average, audio. Yeah. yeah. Uh, problem is that in this movie, and we can't recreate it here because Squidge does an amazing job with the edit and the post-production, but the sounds of explosions and gunfire and screaming and the zombies eating people super duper loud really really loud the sounds of the dialogue they're right at the bottom mate you're talking like minus 100 dbs that's not really what it is because minus 100 dbs you wouldn't be able to hear it but if if um if the explosions and all that kind of stuff the loud stuff is at like maybe minus 3 dbs which is right at the top of this is going to hurt your hearing just to hear it the vocals are somewhere down in the minus 40s, right? Like just the actual conversation. And it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help at all for the experience of someone watching at home that you have an action scene where people are being munched and there's explosions and there's gunfire. Then immediately after, like it just whip cuts to people sort of standing around. But the problem is that whatever they're talking about, as soon as that scene starts, is the only thing that you need to know for the next scene. It starts with... Here are, here's some dialogue for the next scene that you desperately need to know. Then there's like two or three minutes of them just sort of standing around talking about nothing. So mm. by the time you've turned it back up, or rather by the time I've turned it back up, I've missed what they've been talking about. And if I go back, I'll go back too far into the explosive -y scene. Mm. And these scenes happen on like a teeter-totter so far apart that you forget every time. And no one's watching the video, but I'm making the bushwhacker sort of walking thing to, to yeah. explain just how often this work, this happens. It's, it's just, it's, uh, it's not just the audio. There's a specific flashback scene, which goes for 27 seconds, but we'll get to that eventually. So yes. just for some sort of, um, he was talking about decibel levels there between 60 and 80 is a live concert between yes. 100 and 140 is you standing in an airport, hearing a jet plane take off. Take yep. off, take off, yep. take off the head and, up. And, and the it's starting and my tongue is trying to movie. kill itself. And the action scenes in this movie are at plus 250 dBs. And the conversation in this movie is at minus 497 dBs. That's mm. how, they, they, those are the real numbers, but that's how far apart these things are. So if you are going to watch this movie, even if you're not watching it in a house that you share with other people, you're watching it sitting by yourself. You are going to have to sit on with your thumb on your volume control, or I mean, I was on you watching it with my PC, so I've got my function key held down and I'm hovering over the volume down almost constantly because there's no other way to watch this film because the audio is just all over the anyway. All I'm doing is complain. I'm just going to stop that and you know for now. Playing way too much. Let's get some basic info about this film. Cinematic experience. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> um, 
uh, uh, fluster cluck, if I can use a Borderlands 3 term. Fluster cluck, I like it. This yeah, mother flubbing movie, to quote. Yeah, it's, that, that's, that's the name of a DLC in uh, Borderlands 3. It's called Borderlands 3 Krieg's Fluster Cluck. I like it. Um, for anyone who's played that, I played that recently. It's hilarious. Anyway, so I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you a, a description. Okay. So House of the Dead, an IMDb uh, description. Okay, yeah, because I was just going to ask where this description is coming from. Sorry. IMDb description, okay? A group of college students travels to a mysterious island to attend a rave, which is soon taken over by bloodthirsty zombies. House of the Dead, okay? House of the Dead. So, an arcade game where you shoot things, try and save a woman, go into a house full of the undead, and you shoot, shoot, bang, bang. This is a rave, okay? Now... What I will say is, house. What if you're ever going to look for this, House of the Dead is not to be confused with The House of the Dead, which is a film, a 1978 film, in which consists of four short stories built into the frame narrative about a man who takes refuge from a thunderstorm in the residence of a, uh, of a mortician, um, with the four stories relating to the four fates of the mortician's care. I'd rather watch that film. Dude, next movie night we have, we're watching that film, right? I feel like we need to we need to recover from this. Here's the thing, right? Here's dude, the thing. The, the, the picture that I saw of the dude is sort of like is is huddling away, right? The bad seventies haircut, and he had this killer tash. I really wanted to watch it. <laughs> Here's the problem, right? With making yeah. a video game movie, right? For some reason. It is just, well, I know, I get it, I get it, right? Because otherwise you can't tell a story, right? In order to tell a story, you need to have characters. In order for the for the, for the the characters to have a reason to be there, you need some kind of narrative drive. You need actually yeah. three individual story beats to hit, right? Because otherwise, yeah. you've got no story. No one's going to sit and watch a movie with no story. <coughs> Fire, Fast and Furious. <coughs> Expendables. <coughs> I've got a really bad cough right here. But at least, look, they had story, right? Even... Even Hardcore Henry, which was essentially, even Hardcore Henry, which was essentially FPS the movie, had a story in it. It wasn't just it wasn't just ninety minutes of someone with a GoPro running around shooting people. There was a reason for Henry to be running around, right? Mm. And the the problem is that you once the problem is as soon as you get a producer on board. Um, they then say, no, we're not going to give you money unless you do this, unless you do that. Then you have to kowtow to them, right? I'm not defending Uwe Ball, right? He can defend himself. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he shown can. that he he's... can. He gets into the, into the boxing ring, right? Yeah, with but, critics and batters the hell out of him. But the thing is, right, you're taking a video game with zero, sto- not even a little bit of story, zero story to it, right? You, you are one of two FBI agents who has to shoot their way into literally the house of the dead it is a house it has dead people in it now in the game it's a a little story to it yeah i mean maybe two sentences more of story right not very much i can give those two sentences if you want it it we we can let's circle back to that right totally do that but let's circle back back, back. but but the problem is to make that into a into a big cinematic movie you need to have a story you don't even need to have a story for this. You just take the game 
and supplant it with its tiny bit of story. If you really wanted to, you could you could combine one and two and have two separate teams, one going through Europe and one going through in, into the titular the House mm-hmm. of the Dead. You know, it doesn't have to be so complex. But what I think happened was they tried to make it more complex. And the the house that they that they bust into in the movie in the game, sorry, is a literal mansion. It's like a like a Eastern European mansion, right? Whereas in the in in the movie, it's just like here's a little house. That's it. That's, it is a massive little... mansion in the middle of nowhere, some sort of countryside, and it's the dead of night because, of course, it is. Yeah, right. So I'm preempting something that you're going to ask, Rich. I thought pretty sure I could make this movie. I could write this movie a lot better than the way it's written right now. Pretty sure. But that's like a low target, right? Because it's Uwe Boll. And I'm not saying Uwe Boll can't write, but perhaps maybe because his native language isn't English, maybe he doesn't, maybe there's some problem there, or maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm not trying to attack the guy. I'm just saying that maybe there's a slightly better way to have gone about the story. I don't know. I might be surprised at some of the things I say at this, because I... House of the Dead. Um... I, I, as you know, when it comes to films, the cheesier the better. Yeah. Absolutely. I like this film. Okay. I do. Um, whether it's the 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 small mansion, which is like a TARDIS on side with on sweet graveyard, whether it's the the weird way of how the bodies are coming back to life, which is uh, all you know, anything else. I just even I'm, fact- I'm a big fan of of just the fact that it came out in, in theatres means it's not a B-movie. So, how do you feel about them having spliced video game footage in? So, for people who haven't seen the film, right? Quite literally, the in the edit... Yeah. yeah, quite literally, in the edit, when somebody went, this gets this is getting a bit too boring, they just throw, like, two or three seconds of footage from the first House of the Dead game in, except for the one scene where they throw footage of House of the Dead 3 in there for no reason, right? I initially thought it was House of the Dead 2, but everyone was like, no, I had House of the Dead 2 on the Dreamcast. Looks nothing like this. So I had to go away and Google it. There was one, two, and three in there, actually. Um, I noticed that. I've I've played a lot of them. Um, I will say they should have used one transition and one transition only. And that's just someone saying reload. Yeah, all should have used. Uh, in fact, in fact, Squidge, if you can, in the edit, let's splice that in right here. Reload, reload, reload. Yeah, so that's what they should have done for the transitions. I mean, what can you say about House of the Dead? Uh, thank God for ADR. Um, oh my Especially goodness. with what's her name, Caesar Chase, Sonya Blade. I've got, I've got it name? written down here. I got it written down here. This is ADR the movie, right? Because all mm. of the n- all of the non-important dialogue is replaced with ADR, and all of the important dialogue is not replaced. So you get these jar- this jarring experience where it's like yeah. the lips are moving and they're not talking. Then suddenly, I'm going to tell you about this really important thing, and then their lips keep moving. And oh, no, I'm now going to tell you the really important line that you don't need to know about. You know what I mean? It's like it's oh. ADR meets ASMR the movie. Right, and I think I've just blown Squidge's ears off. Okay, it's not ASMR. It's just, it's um, oh, what is it? It is um, this movie will give you tinnitus. Let's put it that way. Yes, 
Yes, it will. Um, tinnitus, tinnitus. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, I don't do English. Let's call the yeah. whole thing something else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do English. So... I just... Right. Right. This island is tiny. Because otherwise, right, I just want to... This is something that really kept annoying me, right? Isla del Morte, is it? Yeah, Isla del Morte. Uh, for those who can speak Spanish, and I'm, I apologize, I've mispronounced it several times there. It's supposed to mean Island of the Dead, right? So it's not the House of the Dead, it's the Island of the Dead. So they've screwed that up immediately, right? But anyway, right. How effing long does it take them to cross that island? They get there at five o'clock in the evening. And then the next time you see them, when they get to the rave, it's like midnight. What? what? Well, according to what I found and what I saw, they are a bunch of college students, bunny quote. Mm -hmm. And I think two of them are wearing high heels. Mm, So slow down. One of them's an underwear model. And the other guy, from what I can tell, can't act. So I, I assume he can't navigate either. So, so just to underline, question. just to underline something I said about the ADR in this movie and the volume levels, right? Uh, I found one of my notes, and um, Squidge in the edit, you're going to have to censor this because I'm going to read it as is. And listeners, I will put these notes that I've written on the full show notes. So if you want to read them, they will be there. That's also a note for future Jay to actually make sure they're in the genres, right? I actually wrote this actual sentence. F-ing sound levels in this f-ing movie. Mm. Yeah, I, just, I can I, I can say for certain, especially the f- the very first thing you see. It's it just just to quickly run over this. This is a new format for Ghost of the Movies, so we're not going to do a play by play. We're just going to talk roughly about it pick out a couple of scenes, say how we'd make it better, how we'd make it worse, if that's possible, and then do the normal ratings. I should have said that at the beginning. My deepest apologies. Um, so the first thing you see, this is the only thing I'm going to say about like the play-by-play. The first thing you see is, if you've ever played the first House of the Dead, the whole point is you go into this house, guns blazing, to rescue someone called Sophie. At the end of the first chapter, she gets killed. Yes. So game over, right? Apparently not. It's, it's all vengeance oh, after that. But she's sort of laid on the floor. She's just been whacked against the wall. This is her last dying breath. And she says, you've got to stop Curian. Now, the first thing you see is that little clip, but put through Photoshop. Yeah, it's got this weird, like, instead of it being, like, filled in, it's almost like sort they've, neon. they've removed, yeah, like they've removed all of the colour. And it's just showing you, like, the outline of the, yeah, so it is. It's like a neon light, yeah. So that sort of sets the tone for the film. Well, actually, yeah. it doesn't. It gets it's all downhill from there. But yeah. the entire film, the yeah, 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 the entire film is a fever dream. It is. I thoroughly believe it's a fever dream, and the reason why I like it so much, and I'm going I've used this line before, and I'll censor it again. But whatever, I've used this line before. I'll use a line that Dylan Moran once said: "This film is fabulously stupid." Yes, and I love it. Fair it's so bad, it's good. This is if if you need some cheese, this film is what you, you could spread this on your toast. It's fantastic. So one thing, one thing I'm just going to give away free, right? So you don't have to listen to the entire episode. Right at the end of the movie, 
at the end of the credits, after all of the the you know copyright warnings and you know this isn't this isn't based on real events and all the animals that we used were looked after and all that kind of stuff, it says houseofthedeadmovie.com. and I went to the URL. Someone has clickjacked it, so they've waited for it to expire, and bought the URL. And when you go to houseofthedead.com, oh, sorry, houseofthedeadmovie.com, um, which is at, in the film at the end, right? All the, adver- all the advertising, however, through people watching the movie to the end, if you can make it that far. Um, it is just literally all of the bad reviews for the movie, all combined onto one page for your convenience. So there you go. You don't have to listen to the whole thing just to get that. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, so... <laughs> So that's it for us. See you later. Um, (laughs) So this, oh, God's sake. This, before we sort of like pick a couple of scenes to deep dive into, um, I'll say this. I think I said this in the Double Dragon um, one that we did. This movie was made in the wrong era. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is is a stinky 1980s, like. like I'd say early 90s film. Okay. So I see what you mean. I'm thinking right at the end of the 80s, synth-wavy, trashy, science fiction-y horror movie. Along the, I say trashy, synth-wavy, and I don't mean like, oh, this movie's crap, but like, it wouldn't get a big-budget Hollywood release like Scanners. No. Right? That, was it Scanners? I think it's Scanners, where they could blow their heads up. Or is that Screechers or something? I don't know what it is. But you know you know the movie I mean, Squidge. Yeah. Right? It's not Francis, is it? Let me, Trances, <laughs> that's the death. one. That's it. Trances with Jack Death. That's the kind of movie I'm thinking about, right? Oh, so, is, is, is that the movie where there's a, a, a punk guy and he's doing Jingle Bells, but every time there's a bump, bells. he's nutting the mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's Jingle Bells, dunk, Jingle Bells, dunk, Jingle all the way, dunk. Oh. And the dunk there is him bashing the microphone against his forehead. Brilliant movie, Trances. Definitely good. Should we just he's talk so, about Trances fact, instead of House of the Dead? In fact, let's not, like, <laughs> don't watch The House of the Dead. Go watch Trances instead. Right? It is so much better. so much better but trances i think is what the house of the dead tried to be because it Mm. has that sort of kitschy throwaway movie from the 80s feel to it and and i feel like you could replace a lot of the music in the movie that was attempting to be like new wavy dancey no not new wavy sort of new metally dancey sort of stuff get rid of all of that and replace it with like just someone sitting on a cork, just like bow wow 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 bow wow 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 bow wow wow wow. Like get John Carpenter in. Get John Carpenter in. Let him write the score for the movie. You've got a hit. You don't have to change a thing. Don't change a thing other than the score. Put put John Carpenter in there. You've got a hit movie. I'll go one further. Just replace all the music they use from soundtracks from Rise of the Triad. There you go. That's it. Yes. Oh, would that be too awesome? Uh, uh, do you know what? Right, hang on. Right, I'm gonna send Sivy an email. <laughs> yeah, he said that would be too awesome. Yeah, figured as much. Okay, so this movie was definitely made in the wrong era. I think it's really early '90s, grungy, Double Dragon style. You know but sort of like aimed at adults, but it isn't. Who is this? Right. Who is this movie aimed at? I think I've got the exact, I think we, like, without even, we've hit the same line, right? We've hit the same thought. Go for it, Squidge. Who is this this movie movie aimed at? at? So the thing, 
I've literally written this down, right? <laughs> what is this? A kid's movie. And it's right after one of the character goes, this is like Scooby-Doo. I'm like, no, right? At that point, I was on my fourth beer watching this movie, <laughs> right? And that's only 36 minutes into the movie, right? That tells you how much I was just, just get this drink, drink, get this movie over with, right? I, I wasn't on the fourth beer. It was the third beer, but even so, right? But even so, it just, oh, it's almost like it's like, oh, remember this thing? It's like, yeah, it's like a family guy, the movie, you know, remember this when? But you're right. Who is this aimed at? Who is this movie aimed at? Because it ain't aimed at people who like them, like the games, that's for sure. And I don't think it's aimed at horror action fans either, right? Because horror action fans, people who've never played or, or are not interested in the video game, are going to be are going to find the video game footage jarring because it comes out of nowhere like a whip cut right to actual like you know the footage of you firing the gun right so that's going to come out of nowhere so that'll that'll you know upset moviegoers who are not into the video games and um and there's there's enough in there that kind of references the video games that it just like there's, there's a song right in the middle right that mentions House of the Dead and Fury yeah. and... Ugh. Yeah. I I've got a theory. Right. I don't think this movie knows who it's aimed at. Do you, do you want me to lay out my crackpot theory? Yep. So my crackpot theory, let me set the scene, and it's not going to take very long. This movie, I firmly believe, is aimed at Mortal Kombat fans. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, this movie is Mortal Kombat with zombies. Yeah, I can see that. Mortal Kombat with zombies. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, th- one of the things that I saw was when they're walking towards the house and they go across the swamp, as they were walking across that bridge, all I heard in my head was uh, that l- that little voice that I always listen to, which I shouldn't, was, Scorpion's going to show up in a minute and throw people all over the place. This is where Reptile lives. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I get it completely. This is a Mortal Kombat film. Yep. <laughs> um, also, right, in that scene... Uh, Rudy falls over. I won't say his Rudolph. his actual name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't say his actual name until the end when it gets revealed who he is. Right? He falls over and ends up driving a nail through his hand, and it makes a big deal. The movie makes a big deal of like focus, mm-hmm. hyper focus on his hand, right? Of uh, and then it focuses like the camera zooms all the way in on his hand, and it lifts up, and you can see all the kerosene dropping off of it. Right? It makes a big deal of saying, "Look, he now can't use his hand." for the next scene and then he can use whatever he wants whenever he wants yeah what you don't realize is for that scene you know where he was sort of like lifting his hand and there was the fake blood dripping they ADR'd the fake blood as well you know <laughs> um <Love it. laughs> uh, okay yeah so I I firmly believe this is Mortal Kombat with zombies because it came out what 2003 Mortal Kombat Annihilation was 98 or 99 so there's four years in between um what else did he have to go on I, I, no, I can totally... The scriptwriter, like, who, who else did it have? You know, there's no inspiration apart from Mortal Kombat. There's nothing else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I even... Right, okay. Right. I even wrote down, hold the Nokia 3310. Not only can they swim, but they can also do wire work. These zombies, right? And it is it is established in the, the the universe of the movie. They are the the actual reanimated dead, 
right? They make a point of saying they are the reanimated dead. So they don't do the thing that the, the land of the dead has where they walk along the riverbed, you know, which is easily explainable. And they also, like, when they do those scenes in the land of the dead, they hide the fact that the actors are holding their breath. In this movie... There's a person in janky zombie gear jumps into the river and you can see because their cheeks are expanded because they're not trying to hide it, that the actor is holding their breath and breathing out whilst they are swimming. Should we um, should we uh, segue this into our first scene we're going to chat about? Because a couple of scenes that we've picked to really talk about, we've we've got similar ones. Yeah, so we will. But let me just let me just point this out, right? This is not a movie to watch if you don't like running zombies. And this, so this is going to be, you know how we had Squidge's crazy theory? This is going to be Jay's reason to get angry at Jay section, right? (laughs) Running zombies. If they're in a movie like 28 Days Later, where it's established that they are not the walking dead, I'm happy. I am happy, right? makes sense in the universe of the movie it makes sense the universe of this movie they establish all right it's a little bit later on when they get into the the actual house of the dead right but they establish in this movie that they are the walking dead they are dead corpses which have been brought back to life reanimated and they're wandering around and they have been that way for 200 years now i don't want to get too technical and disgusting for everyone on the show but rigor mortis is a thing decomposition doesn't take that long i'll tell you that right now but yeah but even so right rigor mortis decomposition it is a real thing and so that means that the muscles and the tendons don't move because they solidify how in the heck can a reanimated body of a dead person run swim do actual like when i say wire work there's a bit where one of them leaps through the air hong kong action movie style like john oh, woo yeah. style and i was getting like, strong john woo vibes from that so i, I do you want to hear another crackpot theory okay so my other crackpot theory that i wrote down is the organizers the big Sega banner, guarantee it's not Sega. Uh, the organizers of this rave decided to hold a rave on the island when the inhabitants of the island were having their yearly fun run. I can see it, yep. It's in the middle of their running track. They get really annoyed because when you see the footage of them all bursting in, they're coming from one specific direction. So they're trying oh. to run through the tripping over tents. They're getting annoyed. They think, we're just going to rip the faces off. Let's crack them. Yeah. Crack them open, get a mid-run listen, feast, and then keep going. Listen, lads, we're in the middle of our fun run. We're trying to raise some money for charity. We're trying to help some kids who are in need. And as all these teenagers have shown up, not only have they just burst onto our island, they're leaving empty glass bottles everywhere. Very dangerous if you're running. They're playing loads and loads of loud music. They're running off into the forest and doing rude things with each other. And they're just generally getting in the way. I've had enough, lads. Let's get rid of them. Oh, are we siding with the zombies here? I think we are, are we? I, yeah, I'm happy to side with the zombies in this film. Absolutely. So let's let's segue this into the uh, the first scene. I'll let um, Jay deep dive this one, because I'll deep dive the one after this, um, of the first scene, which he, he himself called the jumping in the water scene. Yes. Okay. 
So there's a part in the film where at the very beginning of the film, they get dropped off because they, okay, right. Forget the right at the beginning of the film there. They are these, these four characters that you're supposed to be enjoying the sights of four or five, however many they're all sort of throwaway stereotypes. They've missed the boat to the Island where a rave is happening that they've paid for tickets for, and they've got their invites for and all that kind of stuff. So they grab, um, cap quite literally. He's called captain Kirk and there's a joke about it in the film. Um, and his, uh, his, his companion, good time weather bear. Um, I called him Wiggles. George Howard is an amazing actor. He should be in more films, but he is dressed to him. I know. Right. Um, so right. He, they, they take those two characters, take them to the Island on their boat. Right. They get to the island, they drop them off, and they're like, oh, we'd have come here for free anyway because uh, they pay them to take them. Oh, we'd have come here for free anyway because we're smuggling some things to the island. Hooray! There's no one here, but we're smuggling things to the island because plot will need it later. Anyway, after the whole, they've discovered that the zombies have taken over the island or whatever, they run back to the pier where the boat is. And one of the characters, Simon, who suffers with evil dead hair, and we'll come back to that in a moment. um, The underwear model. Yes, but he suffers with evil dead hair, right? He <laughs> runs along the jetty and dives into the water, except a stunt actor runs along the jetty. But the problem is the camera zooms right the way in, so you can see it's not him, runs along the jetty and jumps into the water. He gets pretty close to the boat, and then you realize, then everyone realizes, oh, wait, the zombies are on the boat. Then the zombies, they're shuffling reanimated corpses of dead people dive off of the boat into the water and swim at him. And just, just jump in with something really quick. Right, so he's, he's legging it, right, down this pier. I thought it was a scene that they were going to put at the end of the film, you know, where he's diving to, going towards the, the boat. One of them shines their big <laughs> torch. It's, it's this thing's like the size of a generator, right? He shines it at the boat. Now, zombies... Right? Two of them just walk along the boat as nothing. As soon as the light goes on, they tear around like, what's going on? It's like, oh, you're over there. Let's dive in the water. Not shuffling, no nothing. It's sort of, oh, hey, fam. Oh, oh I'm in character. Right. Jump in. <laughs> and you get that before he starts running. So he should have known. But he's not because he's the thick underwear model. Absolutely. The token dumb right. guy. You know? That's it. So he's in the water, right? And he's swimming to try and get back to shore. And they're all going, Simon, quick, quick, swim faster, Simon. Oh, my goodness, we need to swim faster because you're not going to make it. Um, and then Captain Kirk and Casper, Casper is the name of the, the, the Special Forces lady. She's not Special Forces. She's... Um, Ex-military. Yeah, so there's a little bit of bantery backstory that gets thrown in one line. Um, there's a really kind of disgusting, horrible line that I'm not going to cover, but essentially Captain Kirk and Casper were in the same unit or whatever in, in the military. That's all you really need to know. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Casper pulls out this gun and starts shooting into the water, and then Captain Kirk arrives with what is at the same time a sniper rifle and a machine gun. Now, I know nothing about guns, right? Even <laughs> in the games that have guns in them, I'm like, I will click this one because that looks like a shooty bang bang gun. And I'll have that one because that also looks like a shooty bang bang gun. Wait, that second shooty bang bang gun, not so good. Swap it for a different one. That's literally where the, the extent of my gun knowledge begins and ends. But in those games, you can't have 
a sniper rifle shooty bang bang gun and a machine gun style shooty bang bang gun on the same gun. So I'm calling shenanigans on a sniper rifle and a machine gun on the same device. Not going to happen. But then I'm what I'm done. What I'm doing there is I'm I'm looking for logic in an overbowl movie. So. It's uh, shaky fist logic, as Andrew said before. Um, what you've got to remember is he had this mysterious ethereal rifle. And yes. of course, it's going to be awesome because he had a green sight on it, yes. as well as two separate. Um, I'm pretty sure there was two scopes. He used okay. none of them and well, he was you- just shooting randomly. Okay, so you've heard of 360 no scope. This is one degree all the scopes. Obviously, that's what it is, right? Yeah, just just one for like infrared, one for sound waves, Absolutely. one to detect idiots. It's uh, it's it's sort of like the uh, it's the predator style of I use every single vision. Absolutely yeah. right. And so so what you've got is the the rest of the main characters are standing on the beach. Go, some of them are shouting, "Siren, quick, get back here!" And some of them In are shooting, shouting. Yeah, yeah, and some of the others are shooting into the water in the hopes that they won't hit Simon. Right, Liberty. Just going to leave that there for a moment. Just think about it. Liberty, who is the character who is dressed in a Stars and Stripes onesie, subtle much, um, leaps into the water and is like, I need to help you, ah, and decides to fist fight with the zombies underwater. Yeah. Like, we've all seen... telling me this isn't Mortal Kombat. We've all seen that Star Trek episode, mm. right? Where there's a fist <laughs> underwater. And it's just not... It's not exciting. It's not exciting. All the while, the zombie makeup, if you can even call it that, <laughs> is quite literally someone on the production team has gone to the nearest Halloween store and grabbed all of the ill-fitting rubber masks and just gone, plug that on, will you, Dave? Now jump in a water. So they don't fit and they flop about the place a bit. And they all look like like a like a stringified version of Michael Myers. Yeah. So do you want to hear my um my list of notes? I'm not gonna go into too much, but just my list of notes, Zach style, Z Boy style. Is this, is this still for this scene? Because I've got some more. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just my notes, right? So nothing like hardcore parkour run through the forest being chased by zombies keeps me fit. Right, I've got dumb guy jumps in the water to give Sonya Blade something to shoot at. Mm-hmm. Wow, zombies can swim fast for a free lunch. Yep. Um, zombie fight at the docks, just like Mum used to make. Yeah. Um, I put this film is Mortal Kombat with guns. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the zombies can use weapons and spit acid. Oh, <sighs> right, that bit where he's, where the zombie spits acid. I need to just pause and talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. We'll come back to another thing that I wanted to point out about uh, about Casper's, the name of Casper's, like, sergeant or whatever, because he's called Sergeant MacGyver. We can, Subtle. if you want, come back to that. Yeah, exactly, right? But the zombie that <laughs> bits acid, right? Remember I said that the masks are those ones that, you know, you buy it, you just put it on, and it doesn't fit, and, it, like, it, nothing articulates on it, and it sits, a, like, maybe an inch off of your skin, and so when you speak, the whole thing wobbles, and you're kind of talking like this a little bit, that kind of thing, right? Um, and that's exactly how this this dying zombie spits acid onto, onto Simon's face. It's got this wobbly face mask, and then suddenly... 
the mouth doesn't articulate. It's wide open, and you can see that it's just been painted over black, right? So it looks like it's just got its mouth open. You can see into its mouth, sort of cartoony style. Then suddenly, through a teeny tiny pinprick hole in that black painted over bit, all this acid comes out and it burns his face. And he's like, oh, no, my face, my face. And Rudy runs over, lefty, as I'll call him. Remember, he's knackered his right hand. He runs over and he's like, oh, let me use both of my hands to heal you but by cleaning the, the wound and debreeding it and putting a, a, a thing on. Um, and, then, and then the other um, college kid steps over and goes, but, but I'm pre-med, I should have done that. So The guy yeah. who at that point was, and I'll beep this, but at that point was covered in um, Yes, covered in shit. But so... so they, they, so I've got the the zombies can use weapons and spit acid, and much like any alien film you can think of, the underwear guy gets the acid money shot. Yep. Um, what I put under that was I want to see them throw axes and have Castlevania music playing in the background. But again, it's, I'm so glad Netflix made a show because I don't want Uwe Ball to pick Castlevania. Um, certain things you can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The, the the last part it sort of like goes directly onto that when Casper picks Greg, who she don't care for the name of, and they go running and he gets chased. All I put for that was, have you ever wanted to see a chase chase scene that looks like a conga line? This movie's got you covered. Let's dial back just ever so slightly, right? She picks Greg, and the reason for it is, can you hold a gun? And she throws a gun at him, and he doesn't catch it properly. Then she says can you shoot a gun? And he goes, kind of. And she says, you're it. Like, if that's how you're picking your your super super duper secret marine team, maybe you shouldn't be in the army anymore, lady. That Maybe that's why you left, right? <laughs> and then I've written down, right, because you just talked about it. I've written down, that's it. Run blindly through the forest. That ought to work out fine. And then you see what happens is Greg gets surrounded by wirework zombies, right? And they literally surround him in like an open space and they do that thing where they're all they've all been running and then they stop and creep really slowly towards him and his go-to move with a gun in his hand and with them moving very slowly towards him is his go-to move is to duck so then they all just sort of climb on him now you know what my go-to move would be right i've got a gun in my hand i've got i've got zombies around me they're slowly moving towards me you know my go-to move is down some of them run through dance moves I would thrill Brilliant. my way out of that. That's what I would do, right? That's what You're it's worth a shot, right? I would work. It's worth a shot, right? Because either it's not going to work and you get munched, or it's going to really work and you've got an army of the undead on your side. You've which, survived which, a couple of zombie apocalypses, haven't you? Which of those two possibilities work best? Giving up and crawling up into a ball and hoping it doesn't hurt very much, or attempting to dance your way out of it and maybe getting an army of the undead to help you? Just saying. When in doubt, dance off, bro. That's it. That's it. When in doubt, do the thriller dance. Mm. <laughs> I just so, because so I just want to. I mentioned it earlier on. Evil, evil dead hair. Simon's hair changes from scene to scene. There's a bit mm-hmm. in Evil Dead right where Scotty, one of the characters, um, he becomes like possessed. And he's very well known that Evil Dead was filmed over like a year long period. Usually you'd film a, make a film over like maybe two or three weeks, maybe a month. 
but they kept running out of money and so the actors had to go back and get normal jobs right and then their appearance would change maybe they got longer hair maybe they get shorter hair and continuity is a thing that didn't exist on the set of the evil dead <laughs> at the point where there's a scene where 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 scotty stands up and he's got short hair and then the camera whips around and he's got long hair and then he whips around again and he's got short hair that's what's happening with simon throughout this film his hair changes from scene to scene and it's not even not even talked about <laughs> afro kruka afro kruka that's it dreadlocks kruka afro half afro half dreadlocks that's it Let's hear one of your scenes, which I've, I've talked with you. So, mine's right near the beginning. Right. Possible introduction. Now, we're going we're gonna to skip by the rip-off of Jaws, right? Because yep. that's what it was. The first, is it a zombie? It was a rip-off of Jaws. Almost scene for yeah. scene. So, one thing you need to know going into this film is they do show boobage. Yes. It's a nice distraction, I'll be honest. Uh, but boobage is in this film, so if you're offended by that, you just shouldn't watch. You shouldn't watch this film anyway. This f- film's just offensive anyway. So this 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 lass, this girl, this unknown girl, has gone skinny dipping. Yeah, right. She's still got her underwear on, but everything else to the elements. Mm-hmm. Her her possible love interest put one pinky toe into the water and went, "Oh, that's cold," and fell asleep on the beach. She went swimming out, right? Yeah. So he's there with his trousers around his ankles, drinking beer, and then he disappears. So she gets out the water and she's like, Matt, Matt, where are you, Matt? So she starts getting, you don't see her get dressed, but she gets dressed. So she finds this house, right? The House of the Dead with ensuite graveyard. And there's a continuity error. She doesn't have a bag. Could have a person, could have um, money in, could have a gun. We don't know. She could have a big ass sword in there. We don't know. Right? So there's strike one of a movie where I'm looking for logic. Absolutely. You know, it's my own problem, right? So, it's first of all, it's kind of nice to see a graveyard during the day. You don't kind of see that. You, you haven't. We haven't yeah. really seen that yeah. much since like Night of the Living Dead, yeah. where you first introduced yeah. to a zombie during oh, the day. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So she's wandering around, and she goes to this house, and she's like, "Ma, ma, classic thing, ma." You know, if if anything else, it's sort of like, "I'm gonna get naked and take a shower." What's that noise? You know. Yeah. Um. So she wanders in, she wanders into this house, and she sees Matt. Now, his, his head, he's got no neck at this point, right? Tall dude, but he's got no neck. He's look like he's hunched. He's, he's looking like he's constipated. Yeah, yeah. Right? Then he sort of, he half coughs, and then there's carrot syrup coming from his mouth, and I'm thinking, oh, shock moment here, but it's not. Yeah, of course. It's not like a jump scare. It's sort of like, it's supposed to be tension. Supposed to be bunny quotes, right? And he's sort of like, and then this hand reaches out from his body. Now I'm a big fan of practical press, practical effects, which is why I like this, right? So this hand reaches out, and I'm pretty sure it's his own, right? And it reaches out, and it's sort of like waving. It could just be waving. No? I'd love to see it waving, right? And then she sort of. That's what hmm? we need. That's what we need. We need a movie with a cheery zombie. Hello, hello, I'm a zombie. Hello. Hmm. Max the Jewry. an idea. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. A zombie movie told from a zombie's point of view. I think one's been done, but I can't remember the name of it. 
Yeah, there's a, there's, there's a couple, but what I mean is like an actual cheery zombie. Hello, yeah. I'm a zombie, please just, don't shoot me. Just just going for his normal day, you know, I'm after to get a paper, you got him away, I munched him, and then I, I did Pilates, you know. Absolutely. But yeah. that's all in subtitles, because all you hear is... Uh, uh, um, so, Sorry, th- so this hand's reaching out, and it's sort of like, I'm pretty sure it's either waving, or the fingers are flexing like he wants to cop a feel, right? Yeah. Then she's screaming, she's moving backwards, you see like... These zombies, bad guys, whatever you want to call them, they're not called zombies yet. They're sort of huddling around the back of her. Again, and then yeah, and then the camera starts panning to the right, and they've got red LED glowing eyes. Yes. How else can you show they're bad guys? Something that is not shown anywhere else in the film. They only have red glowy LED eyes in one scene. So two two things came to mind when I saw that one. Am I watching a, a Hammer horror film or a Universal film from way back in the day? Yeah. Then I thought I'd rather watch a, universe, um, a Universal horror film from back in the day, all right, than watch this, all black and white, you know. Um, and the second one was you can't get much more like Scooby-Doo if you tried. Oh, Here's the bad guys. They've got red glowing eyes, and then suddenly she starts screaming. They're grabbing her. I'm assuming they just want to go, oh, this ain't your house. You're trespassing and push her out the door. At which point... I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful like that. And then you get a screen transition from the House of the Dead, the second game. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's the first time that I sort of really noticed it. Yeah. Because when the movie was booting up, the disc was loading, you know, like before it. you pushed out. Um, I didn't really notice it because I was sort of like, yeah, movie starting. I'm just, I load up my, my note-taking app and whatever. But it, the thing that really made me laugh, what it was sort of, she was sort of like, Matt, Matt. Matt, what's up, Matt? And I, I just thought, Matt's dead, honey. Just just give over, turn around and run. You're trespassing. Maybe they'll let you off with a warning. So Maybe. here's the thing, right? Two comments about that scene real quick. What would have made that scene infinitely better, like you said, it goes all Scooby-Doo, right? Is if instead of just yeeting her back out the house or munching her or whatever, there was one of those Scooby-Doo style running between the doors scenes for a moment, just like, but then, you know, that would have been fun. Right, um, and uh, and yeah, I just, I, just, 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 I don't understand. Right, if you're a flesh-eating zombie, everywhere else in this film, flesh-eating zombie jumps on someone, mush, 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 mush. yum, <laughs> that was brilliant. Now I'll move on. Except at the beginning of the film, where they go, we won't eat him yet. No, no, no. Let's take him up first. Then we'll eat him when we get him home. Maybe Take this him home, we can meet our mum. Jump the trophy collection. Absolutely. Maybe this is the first case of zombies having takeaways. Saturday night There's a point. for a zombie. There you go. Just eat for the undead. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With the bonus of when the, when the food's delivered, they can eat deli- the delivery guy as well. I was Two for say- one, isn't it? I was going to say they could call it the Munch Bunch, but that was the name of a yogurt when we were little. So they can't even call it the Munch Bunch. A zombie Happy Meal. Uh, buy one, get one free. Uh, brain, yeah. the brain Sprain? No, that, that, we're, we're drifting off into something else. Okay. Brain Box. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that could work. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, 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 it's, a good, it's a good scene because there's like a good practical effect and stuff. But yeah, it's, that's at the beginning. Here's... here's so here's, here's my second scene I want to point out. I really only have the two, right? Because the rest of the movie is, is just 
dire, right? Um, there's also a nice bunch of references right at the end of the film, but that that we so for this scene, right? You're about fifty minutes into the movie, right? And this is where they realized, oh crap, we're about to run out of movie. maybe you know you've got to hit that magical 90 minutes to be able to make a movie so you've still got 40 minutes left what do we do i know what we do we have an extended action scene that takes 10 minutes to get through i wrote it uh, hang on i wrote it down i did the i did the maths right this action scene i'm about to talk about starts at 5107 and ends mm-hmm. at 5943 right that's almost 10 minutes of of zombie shooty bang bang action all at once mm-hmm. right in a movie that so far has been shooty bang bang story, shooty bang bang story, shooty bang bang story, shooty bang bang story, like almost as if I hate to use the phrase, right? But they used to use it a lot when they were describing TV shows. Almost as if it couldn't decide whether it was an action movie or a drama, right? It would just just like quite literally. I said earlier on, yeah, right. I said earlier on that it flip flops when when it feels like the movie gets boring. So when the action scene gets boring, it flips to some some standing around talkiness, and then when that gets boring, it flips to an action scene. But this sticks on the action scene, right? for that whole scene right and this scene is them approaching the house of the dead right just like at the beginning of the video game right exactly right so it takes the movie an hour and 45 seconds for the heroes i'm throwing that out there because there's a bit at the end right for the heroes an hour and 45 seconds it takes them to get into the house of the dead Something that takes you two minutes and 36 seconds to do in the original game. Mm-hmm. Right? But this whole scene that leads up to that, what happens is the remaining survivors of the group all get tooled up. They get a million and, a million and one guns and billions of rounds of ammo because Captain Kirk has been, has been um, rustling guns, smuggling guns onto that island for no real reason. Right? And so they've all got tooled up. They've all got a million weapons and billions of rounds of ammo. And then what I call the Matrix scene happens, where whoever decided, maybe it was Uwe Boll, maybe it was someone else on the team, was like, do you know what was a really good movie four years ago at the time that we're filming the movie? The Matrix. Everybody loves The Matrix, right? And clearly the only reason that they like The Matrix is bullet time. So why don't we do that for 10 minutes? Right? Because it is just almost that. For 10, each character gets like two and a half minutes of just standing around, standing still, shooting, and the camera slowly working the way around them with the bullet time stuff, right? Yeah. There's even a bit where um, where one of the characters has got a shotgun, right? Um, and Alicia. That's it, right? And, and, a, and a zombie leaps into the air, and she fires. Throwing a machete at her. Yes, that's it, right? So let me dial back, right? So this zombie's running full speed towards her, slows down a bit so that it can throw a, an axe at her, and then leaps into the air proper, like, John Woo-style action movie thing, right? Without moving, she's able to dodge the axe, right? Whatever, right? She then hits the, the pulls the trigger on the shotgun, right? We go into CG land, where we see the, the shell uh, exit 
The shotgun barrel, and I'm pretty sure it was already exploded by in real life by this time, right? The shell then explodes into buckshot, hits the zombie square in the chest, and it just kind of drops laterally to the floor, just splat, right? It just, right? But immediately after that, if you're very quick, and if you're not, I will put a screenshot in the show notes that it is at exactly 54 minutes. The camera zooms in and focuses on one very specific extra in that scene one very specific zombie who is not wearing their zombie makeup they're just sort of standing there going surrounded by zombies in their full-on zombie makeup which we've already described as not very good anyway and he's just standing just some block just like yeah uh, uh, bugger I've, I've i've walked into the scene I, I can't really get out of it now so much like when Z-Boy pointed out in uh, the Street Fighter film where there was a woman rushing to a boat with a shoe for a weapon, there is, and I couldn't take my eyes off this, and I kept rewinding, there is an extra, a woman, right? A female extra. I'll see if I can find you a screenshot. Whenever she's on screen, yeah. she's not acting up as a zombie. Yeah. She's carefully stepping over stuff in makeup. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm going to have to find you the screenshot, but it's amazing. Oh, so, I'm going to have to find you it. Um, that, that fits with one of the things that I wrote down for this scene, right? This scene where it, because it drops into slow motion and they're walking slowly, doing that badass thing of I'm walking slowly and shooting the zombies, right? I would not love looking at explosions. Absolutely. I would love to see a scene based on this, right? Where a bunch of heroes walk slowly towards a house. Guns are blazing, Right. They run through all of their ammo and they don't hit a damn thing, right? That I would love to see, right? And then sort of thing, bang, 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 bang. And then it just sort of like, but it's going in slow motion, right? And then it goes back to standard speed and all like, reload. Oh, um, we didn't, we, we, we didn't, we didn't hit anything. And then they get ambushed by all the enemies. I think, I think that would be pretty funny. That feels like a Simon Pegg sort of, sort of sketch, right? Um, uh, I, yeah. I just want to real quickly just dial it back a bit, right? When, yeah. when the, before this massive action scene, the guy's like, oh, I don't smuggle things. And then Casper's like, what you got? And he, he lifts up the, the, the crappiest cover-up, which is just like three boxes of cigars. And he lifts them up. And you can clearly see that there's like a, a, pl- a plate there, right? He lifts it up and it's just weapons, tons of weapons. Now, yeah. all I'm going to say is it's time to arm up with cigars. And I'll tell you precisely why. Duke Nukem has never fought a zombie. So I thought, right, this game came out in 2003, right? At the time, Duke Nukem Forever was all over the all over the news. I was thinking when I first saw this, he, was, he puts that, puts that um, uh, cigar in his mouth. And he's like, hey, light my cigar. I'm like... This is it. He's going to go full Duke Nukem and he's going to be like, nobody steals their chicks and lives. Or like, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of gum. Reload! You know what I mean? I thought, that's it. He's going to do it. And he didn't. So, when the sort of you know, talking about the weapons and arming each other up and Casper, Sonya Blade is teaching them all how yeah. to do things and the, you're seeing them clip into belts and all sorts and one of them's picking his nose with it and what have you I just thought of this we got big guns small guns exploding guns dual wheel guns two handed guns shotguns hey if you find a bigger gun use it because <laughs> come on that was essentially what they were doing without saying a word pretty much right pretty much 
like to, I like to both. It acts as both a reference, another reference to Civi, but also a reference to uh, From Dust Till Dawn. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, you might like that one. So, so, so this whole scene, right? It is quite literally padding for time. There is yeah. nothing happening in this scene other than we've got this very small uh, set and we can blow chunks out of it. Why don't we blow chunks out of it and get the stunt people to do what they do, right? It is literally that for 10 minutes. It is also... Hey, I've seen, yeah, yeah, right? And also, I've seen The Matrix, right? That is what it is. It's like, clearly, the only good things about The Matrix are... You know, it's not the philosoph- philosophical debate. It's not about what is real, what is not. So clearly, The Matrix for Overball was the bit where Trinity jumps into the air and kicks someone but everything slows down and the bit where Keanu Reeves leans backwards to not get shot by bullets and everything slows down, right? Clearly that is what he thought the matrix was, right? So this whole scene is 10 minutes long. If you play the original game, 10 minutes gets you halfway through the game. It gets you to the hanged man boss, the thing that looks like a bat that you fight at the very top of the building. Right. And just, right. So, they finally get to the door of the house, right? They're shooting, 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 shoot, 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 shoot. There's a million, babillion zombies. They've got more zombies than they've got ammo for, right? They finally get to the door and they can't break it open. So then Rudy goes, don't worry, my hands work perfectly fine. I'll go and rip some boards off of one of the windows and Casper and I can jump in. Casper's yeah. legs get munched and he They get chopped off by a machete. That's it. Right, he he boards up yep. the window by quite literally just laying something against it, going, "Yeah, no, that'll be fine, whatever." Right, and then Casper um, expires and becomes a friendly ghost, um, which I feel like mm. is one of the more realistic deaths because you know the idea is that she's lost too much blood, her body's gone into shock, and that's it, it's game over. Right, yeah. And then he runs and opens the door for him, and you know whatever. But that whole scene is very much like we've got we've. We've got, we've got to have 10 minutes of, of stuff. We've, we, our movie's 10 minutes short. Everybody back on the set, movie's 10 minutes short. We just need to film 10 minutes of over-the-top silly action. That's what we got to do. Here's the fun bit, lads. You're going to love it. So do, do you want to... I've got a couple of ideas for this, and I've got a couple of... I'll, I'll just tell you my notes. I'll run through them, okay? Um, so you've mentioned about the shotgun thing, so I won't do that. So you've got running, fighting, closed lines, and plenty of zombies being killed. Yes. I was waiting for there to be like a, a choke slam or, you know, a tombstone or something. That's a bit on the nose, I think, for zombies. Um, you could make, because you've got like them shooting and the circle shots and then when people dying, they're there with the gun and it goes red. You could make, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who thought of this, you could make this into like an intro for the first Resident Evil game. Doom, 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 Captain Kirk. <laughs> Yeah. Rudy, then Liberty, Trinity, Liberty, you know. Um, so you could do that and you can make it like a house of the dead at the end. Um, and so you could do that. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think, right, and there's lots of wire work and jumping and possibly trampolines and stuff. I'd like to think that the extras were told they were going to use real live grenades. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, it's fraught be... with their uh, lawsuits, but you know, yeah, just the yeah. little thing when I saw it, I thought, "Do you think that all the uh, extras, the explosions, were going to be that big?" Because some yeah. of them were genuinely shocked as the flu. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you've got like ten minutes 
I've got like six, seven, yeah, of pure action, which I love. Can I? If you want to watch House of the Dead, just watch that clip on YouTube. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. That scene was brilliant, right? Yeah. But it's because it came out of nowhere, right? Mm. And it feels like, like I said, they're padding for time, but they've also sat there and gone, we haven't actually done anything that's anything like the video game yet. And Mm. I feel like it was a combination of both of those two things. In fact, there's a bit later on at about an hour and 10 minutes where they're in the catacombs under the building where if they did that for the movie, it would have fit perfectly, right? Essentially, the, there's three characters walking as a triangle. The person at the front, shoot, 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 till they run out of ammo. Then they swap around, right? Do that, but with GoPro's Hardcore Henry style, you've got the movie, right? That's how you film the movie. That's how you make yeah. a, a House of the Dead movie, if you wanted to make something that looked like the video game. I will say this just as a, a general quick like public service announcement as a warning at 57 minutes and 48 seconds there is a 27 second recap now this recap is just it's it's told from rudy slash rudolph's point of view and it's a recap of the entire action scene yes in flashing images yes it's not full-on flashing images but they are fast as hell now I completely forgot about this, watching this again. Now, since the last time I watched this and since, you know, since now, I have epilepsy and it wasn't fun to watch. I had to look away and wait till it was till it was done. Even if you don't have it, I've got a feeling it's going to hurt your eyes. So just be careful with that because yeah, it came out of nowhere. I had to keep flicking back just to see if it was finished. It's a pet peeve of mine that the that, that directors of films will do that, where they like flash different colors on screens. Like, you want me to go and sit in a hugely dark room yeah. and stare at a massive screen that is going to be flashing really bright colors very quickly. Like, are you trying to cause me issues? Regardless of whether I have photosensitivity issues or epilepsy issues or anything like that, you're going to hurt me by doing that. Stop it, movie directors. Seriously. Mm, it's, uh, it's just something to, to be cautious about. Um, so I, th- I think we should, we should just, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the end cause there's not much story bunny quotes after this. Just, I, do you want me to just quickly recap it so we can, yeah, I, I want to really quickly read out one note that I made and I was, I must've been very drunk when I wrote this, but I stand by what I said when I was very drunk. I'd have been about five years at this point, right? I've I've written down one hour, 16 minutes, 30 seconds, Zorro the zombie hunter appears, and then I've written, I would watch the out of that movie, right? Just uh, yep. Zorro the zombie hunter, I would watch that movie. And, and I agree with Drunk Jay, that movie would be amazing. So, so after the big scene, and after Kirk goes out like a boss, like a badass... Because he's bit multiple times, he goes out like a badass. It's amazing, right? But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into that. Watch the movie yourself for that. When they get into the catacombs, it's like an episode of Buffy. Yes, that's sort of like the quality of the style, the recapping as quickly as possible. But right? one, of the but, hmm? one of the bad episodes of Buffy. I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, <laughs> talking to you, talking to a Buffy fan here. Anyway, so. There was one thing that bugged me, right? And I actually, I got a quote, just bear with me. There's a part where 
before they get into it. It's like, how are we going to do this? Oh, guys, I found a door. Plot. Because plot, right? Coincidence. And Simon, the underwear model, because he's got that little bit of his cheek that's been zapped off. Considering it's acid in his face, he got off lightly. He compares himself to the elephant man. Vain much? And he doesn't, he doesn't want to continue. He says he's a freak. He should be in a freak show circus. No, no, hell with that. He's still alive. You know, be happy with it. He decides that there's, there's tons of barrels of gunpowder. He's going to shoot it to cause an explosion. The problem with that is gunpowder doesn't explode. It just burns fast. Yes. But, but we're talking I know about- this is, right. this is uh, shaky fist logic, but gunpowder doesn't explode. There was, there was no... No, no, anything around there. Anyway, so to get to the catacombs, you have your your zombie Zoro, right? Which turns out to be the main bad guy who just pulls off the face that he got off one of the the people who died earlier on. That was a really good effect. I really like that. It was really well. you know the the uh, John Cena. You can't see me. Da da! It's me. Right. <laughs> right, and then and then you have just a brain dead line, which is. Um, you know, you did all this research. Why would you want to live? Why would you want to be immortal? Okay, right. Let, let me, right. I wrote these two lines down as they are delivered, right? And I want you in your head to imagine the emoji where it's the emoji person's got their mouth open and they've got their finger pointing up, right? That yeah. kind of, huh? right? Because these are the lines exactly, right? You created it all so you could be immortal. Why? And the guy leans in and goes, to live forever. And I'm like, I can't really add anything to that. Like, that's a stupid question, stupid answer. I love it. it. It's like one of the 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 worst examples of Joss Whedon script writing, I think. Absolutely. It sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Like I said, one of the bad episodes of Buffy. I'm not saying Buffy is bad, but one of the bad ones, right? You know what happens to a frog when it's hit by a lightning? Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so you, you get tons of stuff. Before they go down there, you get a cutaway thing. They find out that this mysterious red liquid that's got a weird fish in brings the bodies back to life because the zombies God. drag the dead zombies, if that makes sense, off. So they've got brains. I mean, why? But anyway, you know, they should be tactically doing it. But, you know, it's it's. I'm, I'm trying to think logic in a movie like this. You shouldn't do it. Yeah. So what happens is they break free. The main guy, the Spanish dude, let's call him Zombie Zorro, um, because I like that, rolls off the tongue. He gets stabbed because he's got a sword, because reasons, right? So they run outside. There's a big-ass explosion. Right? And they're outside in the daylight. Guy comes running out, knocks out Rudolph, and it just so happens the thing that you get told in the beginning of the movie that Alicia, Eliza, Trinity, whoever you want to call it, she wanted to concentrate on her fencing. So, guess what happens? At the end of a zombie film, the main antagonist and one of the survivors start a sword fight. I'm telling you, Zombie Zorro. I would watch that movie. I would yeah, watch and that show. Make it so, Netflix. Let's get Netflix on the phone. So, so they start fighting. Rudolph suddenly wakes up, right? And he sees Zorro, who's zombie Zorro, who's even, ah, as he's doing it with a stitch face. And he stabs a square in the chest. 
I've got a theory about this. I bet... Not exactly where a heart's going to be, but to do enough damage. I bet that Uwe Boll personally applied that makeup for that oh, yeah. wound. I bet he personally... He, he had it in his contract, and he had it in... Uh, on a grower, on a grower's contract, that's the lady who plays Alicia. I bet he had it in his contract that he had to apply that makeup specifically. For those who haven't seen the movie, that she gets stabbed quite literally between her breasts, right it's, in the it's, middle. It's mid boobilage. It is, yeah, right. So I'm convinced that Uva Bull was the one who had to apply that makeup himself. <laughs> I mean, I would as well. But anyway, so. Side- Real Stop. quick, um, mm-hmm. just side note, um, that same actress, she's in Archer, if you've ever watched Archer, and she plays, um, yeah, 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 she plays the, the, the Russian teenager. Russian teenager? Yeah, yeah, I've forgotten her name now, I should have written it down. Um, Is it the one that Archer marries? Yeah, the Katia. one that turns out, the, yeah, the Katia, yeah, the one that turns out to be a robot. She plays no. her, carry on, yeah, carry on. Bleed now. Right, so I've I've got a fun fact that I'm going to get to it. But so Rudolph gets up; he's heavily heavily peeved because they used to go out, and he's still got feelings for her because it has to be. He's got a hole in his right hand. Remember that means he's he got a hole in his right him. hand. Yeah, he's, he's got a hand axe. Yep. Right, so he gets up and he chops this guy's head off. Yep, that's it. That's which cut his head off? Which they should have done in the first place, right? Yeah. But remember the he's body. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the body starts choking him. Starts choking him out. Right? Starts choking him out and he's like... Yep. Right? So you and I, Squidge, you and I both know the best way to choke someone out, right, is a rear naked choke. Not a standing mm. front of them and grab them, right? Because we're wrestling fans. That's how, yeah. that's how you know it's going to work. A choke in wrestling that is a rear naked choke always works. Should have done that. Should have watched more WWE. Carry on, Squidge. Mainly because he's trying to choke at the front of his neck, which never works. And I'm, I'm not going to go into instructions, but what's, he's what's, doing that and... Uh, and Rudolph's like, yeah. after being what we can think as stabbed in the heart, she manages to get up and stomp Zombie Zoro's head. And you see it squished. And I love that effect. I love practical effects. Really? I love them to death. You see it squished. The eyes are bulging. Right. And then the body falls and, and, and Rudolph's like, I can breathe now. Right. Yeah. So she's, she's leaning on him. A helicopter turns off with uh, turns up with AMS all over it. I wrote, got, I wrote this down, right? Uh, AMS chopper appears overhead, and then I wrote, "Bet you didn't realize this was a prequel, mother." Yeah, where G and Rogan get out. Yep. and they're mentioned briefly. And Rudolph's like, "Who are you?" He's like, "We're the AMS. We're here to rescue you." And he says, and I quote, "Thanks." It's not even sarcasm in his tone. It's like, oh, now you turn up. Something like that. It's just, oh, thanks. Yeah. We would. Right. And as they're walking towards it, as they're walking towards the camera towards the end, right, towards the camera towards the very end of the movie, and it's one of those, I said it. He said, you got a name? Rudolph. You got a second name? Curian. He said it. That's it. He said it. And it's heavily alluded to that he's going to go back to the mainland because he's a scientist and he's seen how it works, that's something's going to... So, sequel bear, right? Sequel bear. So, so what I wrote down, like I said, right? But you didn't realize you've been watching a prequel to the first game this whole time, right? All of the mm. problems with this movie 
as a fan of the video game, are then immediately hoovered up and thrown out the window because it's a prequel to the video game. Now, obviously, there is a sequel movie, but for the people who didn't know there was going to be a sequel movie, that is immediately takes all of those problems and throws them out the windows because you don't because then you realize you're not watching the house of the dead you're watching house of the dead minus one the prequel movie right sorry screen. yeah um so i've just got to get this part of my notes so anyone that's played house of the dead you realize oh 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 it's that moment i said it for anyone else let me just put this into perspective for you when it comes to names in films if you've got a name like rudolph curian Right, especially looking like that, it's not a normal name. That's why he's nicknamed Rudy. Right, with a name like that, you've got three career paths. This is it. This is your lot. Yep. Scientist, rare antiquity dealer, or villain. Absolutely, absolutely. That's your lot. It's not Butch Red. It's not the classic red-blooded American names. It's no yeah, scientist, rare antiquity dealer, or villain. And because he is in shape, he's going to be a villain. Yeah, exactly. Simple. Because right. all scientists are nerds. Of course they are in movie land. Right? I've got one more fact before we get onto the last bitch real quick. Right? Uwe Boll made a director's cut um, where he had the commentary and he completely trashed the main actors, blaming them for everything that went wrong in the movie. Wow. Wow. I haven't found this, I haven't found this commentary. I want to hear it. That's amazing. But he, he trashed the actors because apparently it's their fault. Wow. That's that's some like next level nonsense. That's brilliant. So so let me just get my earphones in the full now. So there's two two quick sections that I want to get into before we do our rating. Okay? And it's just two questions. So yeah, my friend, my brother in arms, my zombie killing pal. How That's would you make this film better? How would I make it better? Here's what it, I, I come up with an idea this morning, how I make the film. It may make it sound like I'm trying to be topical. I'm not. Here's what you do. It's set in Eastern Europe. Right? And you, you are literally watching two or three people from the FBI taking a journey into a into a mysterious house there's been some murders there's been some craziness right and you do what i said right you get all three all four of them standing together let's say it's four people two separate locations has the dead one has the dead two happening simultaneously right they're walking along one of them's bang bang shooty bang bang lots of banter i've run i need to reload the other one steps forward bang bang shooty bang bang i need to reload swap to reload because then the two characters are constantly changing you've got the action dynamic right and then mix it up with some gopro stuff so it's a bit like uh, hardcore henry looks a bit like the video game loads and loads of banter right but just like the video game, you know nothing going all the way in until the end, right? That's how that's how I would make this movie better. So uh, intersperse it with like little little plot dumps as they go from room to room, finding bits, exactly. just so it builds up attention. Exactly, because there's no tension in this film, right? Yeah, no, exactly. So that's how you do it. Okay, so my way to make this movie better, and I'm going to get the right clip for this. I say we take off and nuke the entire site for morbid. It's the only way to be sure. Hey. <laughs> so I think that's the only way you can make the movie better. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no. I've got another way to make it better. And it's um, have the entire film, the entire film, 
told by the guy at the beginning who dies, who's got the camera, who's just focusing on Boobalich, have the entire film shot on a handycam from someone running away from the zombies and trying to figure it out. So one thing I noticed, right, the guy with the camera, yeah? He's been in everything. Budget Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. They couldn't get Ethan Hawke, so they got someone who looked exactly like him. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure the guy who plays Rudy is dressed up and does his whole character look is designed specifically so that the people would go, is that David Boreanaz? Hmm. Oh, it's Buffy, look. Yeah. Just Might as well out. be. Yeah. Yeah. So I reckon if you told it completely from like a handicap point of view, instant yeah. reactions, yeah. a guy who needs, you know, sort of like, I can't look away, but this is scary as, scary as hell. I reckon that's how you could make it better, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, fan footage. So, oh, like it. Especially for 2004, it would have worked, sort of like Blair Witch, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. How would you make this movie worse? Can you? Throwing down the gauntlet here. How would you make it so, worse? Here's how I make it worse. You don't have the reveal that Rudy is Rudolph Curian. That's it. That's it. That, that's how you make the movie worse. It's the only so way. So it's just like, a passage of time. Like I said, right? You take that, that reveal allows the filmmakers to go, see, it's not the House of the Dead video game that you know. It's a prequel building up to it. Yeah. Right? By doing that, you can then metaphorically take all the problems and throw them out the window, right? By problems, I mean the problems that the fans of the video games have with it not falling in line with the story, because then you can then say, well, you know, in the sequel, he's going to go off and build the house, and then they're going to have to storm the house, and it's going to look like that. That's that's how you do it. But getting rid of that, that reveal, it's just a bunch of teenagers going to an island, and it's full of dead people. It's not House of the Dead, it's Island of the Dead, right? That's how I make it worse. I, I think I've got a way to make it worse. And this is a little behind-the-scenes thing, and we're going to explain a, 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 a part of any TV or film that happens, right, normally when everyone's in the same room. You have something called a table read. Mm-hmm. And what it is is you get all the actors in and they do a table read, and the actors say their lines, and then someone says, like, each action shot and what have you, just so you can get a feel for it. And then if if the script has to be rewritten or things have to be changed, people make notes, and they rewrite it, then they have another table read. So they do, they do this for, like, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, that kind of thing. They've yeah, always done it, right? It also gives the production team an idea of what it's going to feel like when they're, when they're making it and things that they need to build and sets and stuff like yeah. that. So... I don't think there was a table read for this. No. Because there's there's no nothing, no inflection, there's there's no line, it's all ADR, right? You have a table read. Mm-hmm. You film the table read in its entirety and release that in the cinema. Absolutely. You totally do. Now that. I don't know if that makes it worse or better. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like I said earlier on, por qué no los dos? Why not both? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I'd make it. That's how that's how I'd make it worse. Slash better. Slash ooh, hairy finger. Yes. Yeah, so Jay, my fine feathered friend with your beautiful ball cap on, please talk us through this last segment, which is ratings. Absolutely, it's a bold cap. I'm not really bold. Okay, so we we award a rating out of for, for across three categories. The three categories are. As a 
genre of the movie. So this would be a, an action horror movie. So as an action horror movie, as a video game movie, and as a House of the Dead movie in the House of the Dead canon. Right, so those are your three categories. And the award ratings you can give are I love it, which is the best, you should try it, which is medium, or fling it into a tree, which is the worst. So, for instance, Squidge, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, as an action horror movie, how would you rate it? Love it, try it, fling it into a tree. For me, it's going to be love it. Because it is everything that I want in a cheesy film. Mm-hmm. Everything. It hits the nail on the head. It scratches that itch. It's got everything. It's so bad, it is good. And I stand by that. I will I will defend that hill. This is it's so bad, it's good. This is the epitome of the best kind of worst video game movie ever. Any sort of movie ever. So as a horror action film, love it, because I do. Fair enough. Um, for me, it's going to be try it. Um, it's a... If you can get past the technical issues, like the sound issues, and if you're not looking for something with story, then it's a good way to waste 90 minutes. If you've got 90 minutes and you want to put on something that you can just sort of leave in the background and just zone off to, totally, totally try it. Absolutely. It's, it's the kind of film where if you have friends around and you're drinking, you could watch it and just yeah, have a right laugh. Absolutely. Or indeed, if you're into watching So Bad It's Good movies and actually like watching it and providing a little commentary in your own head or as a group of people, mm. you're all making fun of it. Totally. Try it. So the second category is as a video game movie. So as a representation of video game movies, is this you love it, people should try it, or you should fling it into a tree? I'm going to say fling it into the tree, but for the best possible reasons. Um, as a video game movie, just no. Hence, fling it into a tree. But again, I'm sticking with the moniker, it's so bad, it's good. So fling it into a tree, but in the nicest possible, most awesome way. Maybe maybe with a trebuchet, you know, a gentle way of doing it, a massive slingshot. You know, just, just hoist it into the tree, not fling it. Just keep it there, but... Just be aware that it's completely awesome. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, as a video game movie, as an example of what a good video game movie is, it's getting flung into a tree. Um, it is. It is not. It, it. The references and the dialogue by themselves would have been good. Um, the Sega branding all over it, not so good, um, because that takes you out of the universe of the of the movie. The video game footage, pointless and stupid. Bad that, choice. <laughs> you know, yeah, so no good. So, Squidge, as a House of the Dead movie in the canon of the House of the Dead games, love it, try it, fling it into a tree. Yeah, this one's hard because I, I, I love this film. But as a House of the Dead inside the canon film. Yeah, remember, it's as a part of the video game series. Does it fit within the video game series? If it does, in your opinion, do you love it? Or, or do you say try it? Or if it doesn't fit, you fling it into a tree. I'm going to say try it. Okay. Because it's not a case of love it, no. It's got next to nothing to do with the, the actual video game. But I don't think it's bad enough to fling it into a tree. Okay. Because it's got those references smattered in. It's got the awesome action scene. So bad, it's good. And um, 
you know, if there's there's enough there to tie in just barely. It's this this movie's got its its little finger clawed just hanging on for dear life to the, the actual video game. So it's still there. So I'd say try it. That's what I put for that one. Definitely try. I'd I'd urge anyone to try this film. It's amazing. But yeah, the last bit, try it because it's barely hanging on. So for a for a rather similar reason, um, for me, it's hard to say whether this is a good entry into the House of the Dead canon as video games because mm. there's lots of those references, but as yeah. an, as a thing that would enter into the canon of the video games, you wouldn't have the footage from the other games. You wouldn't have the Sega branding all over it. Um, no. And so, and, and it is, like I said, it's only that last line, got a last name, Curian. That's the bit that makes it, that ties it all together, that makes you realize you're watching a prequel if you've been playing the video games. But that's not strong enough to save it. I'm saying fling that sucker into a tree. <laughs> Lovely. Right, okay, so um, let's sum this up in, in one or two sentences. Final thoughts, House of the Dead. This is new. Let's try this. Final thoughts, what you got? Final thoughts, two sentences. Um, if you can... It, if you've got hardware that will automatically do the dynamic range compression, watch it because there's some there's still some fun stuff in there. Even though you'll get annoyed by the fact that the 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 matrix stuff happens for too long, it's like a low budget TV made. It's like a low budget made for TV movie, right? Try it, but don't expect too much of it. Nice. Okay. Um, my final thought. I think I can sum up in. I think one sentence. House of the Dead tries to be Mortal Kombat and fails. Jay, take us out. Because I've talked quite a lot, so have you, but take us out. Your turn. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, I'll take us out. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the Waffling Tellers podcast. This is part of the Ghost of the Movie series. There's a page on the website at wafflingtellers.rocks specifically for the Ghost of the Movie series. If you're interested in hearing about what we have to say about other video game movies, we are slowly iterating towards what I think is the only good video game movie. I'm not going to tell you yet until we actually release I don't episode. know. Well, here you go, Squish. It'd be a surprise for you. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to find us, we're all, we're all over socials. We've got uh, Twitter, Facebook. We've got uh, Twitch. We've even now got a Discord. In fact, we are in the Discord recording the episode. That means that um, when we announce the episodes, if it's on a topic that you're interested in, you can come along and join us for an episode. So consider joining. I'll put a link into the show notes. Come and join the Discord. We'll happily have Wait, you in. Us. Absolutely. And like I say, we record the episodes there as well, and it goes pretty flawlessly. So you can just jump into a recording. We, you know, it, on the Discord, we're also doing like live stuff. So we'll do some live streaming in there that we're not doing on Twitch. But yeah, if you Google Waffling Tailors, we'll come up because I'm pretty proud of the way that I've built the website. It's kind of one of the things that I do for a living. Um, but also, you know, head over to wafflingtailers.rocks forward slash those games we played. It'll list all of the games we've ever talked about. It'll list the amount of times we've talked about them and it will give you a clickable link so that you can see every single time we've talked about that game. With all of that being said, I want to thank you all for having to listen to us waffle on about um, the, the, the movie The House of the Dead. I'm going to stop my timer right now. And we've not committed, at least in the edit, we have not committed 
the uh, the un the, the detestable sin of going over the runtime for the movie. Whether we do mm. any edit, I'm not sure. That's all in the hands of Squidge, but there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you all so much. Definitely check out the website. See you later, Squidge. See you later, Squidgy. Bye-bye, Squidgy. Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Daguet. See the show notes for more details.